Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie. This is the Christmas podcast about emo music. All year long, all we do, non-stop. Christmas, non-stop Christmas, non-stop Santa, non-stop. Santa is real, you monsters. Dude, fill your life with some whimsy. Come on. Emo whimsy. Get, get into magic. And I'm not talking about the card game. I am. Brian is. I'm talking about the magician. Definitely Go Chris Angel about. on people. I don't know what that would mean, but. Uh, probably nothing great. Um, this episode is about uh, not a magician, but a musician named Ryan Oaks. Uh, it's a really good talk with uh, a, a, an artist you definitely should know. He's up and coming, but you know, he's, he's out here. Like the algorithm is taking care of him. The algorithm showed him to me. So, you know, you know, it's working if I hear about it. Cause I've been listening to new music our, since 2009. He also worked with our bestie Loveless too. So yeah. if you don't know him by just the algorithm. You probably know him from there too. Also our hopeful besties in, in Mag Park. Mag Park. Come Magnolia on, Park. Get on the pod. Otherwise I'm going to start calling you cowards until you get on the pod. When we record these intros, our main goal is to like kind of bring in like, hey, welcome to the podcast. Here's our voices. We're going to have the guest on, which you probably clicked on this this for. We are going to use our platform here to just say Magnolia Park. What's going on? What, what can We're, we do? Come on, besties. Come on. Magnolia Park. You know, we've we've messaged you so many times. Maybe that's why. But also Maybe it's because we've messaged you too many times, but have you considered that that's a sign of love and admiration and not a sign of, oh, we shouldn't talk to this podcast? Yeah. That's okay. a called booking, not unbooking. No. Anyway, this episode is with Ryan Oaks, <laughs> not Magnolia Park. A guest, a, 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 a stuntman extraordinaire. Yes. Not a magician, Ryan Oaks. Uh, so before we get into that, let's talk. A little bit more about ourselves and uh how many stars how many stars do you think we're worth i mean i think we're worth about like five maybe six five stars. individual stars minimum maybe six the correct answer and you should let us know how many five stars we're worth on your favorite podcasting app rating system that you have wherever that is wherever that is spotify apple um that others amazon music amazon music guys just drop a couple five stars on there how many emails do you have drop them how many all of them get yeah. your friends you're gonna you're probably still in your hometown as you listen to this after the holiday yeah guess what tell everyone around you even your friends from high school or the the hometown locals that you do not like to listen to this podcast that's okay if you're at home dip and you are unable to go back to your big city job because of the snowstorm that happened to your small town <laughs> near Christmas. And there you are just, you know, renovating like an old hotel that like got uh, presented to you <laughs> through just the banks or An whatever. Inheritance. An inheritance. The bank said this hotel is yours. And just the, there's a very handsome groundskeeper who says, I don't understand that big city way of life. But like, you know, you look at him and you're like, damn dude like what you doing like what you doing over there i can make you understand that guy <laughs> should rate us five stars the housekeeper should rate us five stars and maybe don't marry him like just be careful like be yeah, careful just, man listen this isn't a hallmark movie i know some of us are like what if okay if you're meeting a random stranger and you've known them for less than a week and you're like you know what I think I could take this on. I could take on a widower with five plus kids. No, don't do that. Rethink yeah, that. That is, that is way more likely. But also, <laughs> like, 
he's not that hot, dude. Like, he's not a good-looking dude, you know? He's, like, an okay guy, whatever. An okay dude. You know what? You do better. You could do better. And by doing better, you could find us on Instagram, at Emo Social Club, <laughs> and you could let us know there, uh, you know, how how hot the guy is. How or your maybe, IRL, yeah, <laughs> how Mark Movie Life is, or could or maybe, be. maybe you're like, nah, let me tweet about this, and then you can go to X Emo Social Club X on Twitter and on TikTok and let us know yeah. what we're what Tumblr, you're doing over there. But that's just and regular Tumblr. at Emo Social Club. Yeah, if you really feel like going to Tumblr and letting us know, post pictures. Don't don't just say show. Yeah, like screen screenshot it. Show like yes, I gave five stars. We will retumble whatever you post to us. <laughs> it's like it. tumbling rocks. Yeah, it's like tumbling. It's like uh uh tumbling. Uh yeah. Find us on the internet. Let us know. Uh and and you know what? Before we get into this episode, I wanna say a big thank you, twenty twenty two. Just a real nice year we all had together. Uh and and you know, thank you for for spending this year with us and making it a great time. You know, we had a lot of fun this year and also a lot of great times. And it's been good to see everybody come <laughs> on out, hang out. Um, I think you just like for sticking with us. It's always really nice and cool. We've been seeing a lot of people and we got a lot of emails like, hey, thanks with us. And I was thinking like, how should we do this? And I feel like this is the best way to do this it. This is so our way. Thank you, everybody, for a really fun 2022. We really did back it. Being in IRL in the public full force. We really did it. We appreciate you. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. This is our last episode of the year 2022 with Ryan Oaks. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here this hallowed Christmas evening-ish <laughs> with our new friend, Ryan Oaks. Thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight. No problem. I'm stoked to be here. Honestly, just uh, sorry you guys are in the freaking Arctic while I'm about to be sitting on the beach tomorrow, so. No, yeah. man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> The there's, tale of two cities. There's no worse way to be like, hey, you know, this is where I'm spending Christmas than the beach. Yep. I'm so sorry. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself, about your your music and, and, and all that. And yeah, who, let's get to, let's break out the shell of Ryan Oaks, you know, get okay. to the, yeah, yeah, yeah. get Just to the, the Christmas nuts inside. Oh <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Funnily enough, I don't quite know what to say what genre I am yet. I just say I'm like alternative rock, punk, rap, just like a fusion. Because the goal ultimately is to like uh, effortlessly just blend genres together. But my name is Ryan Oaks. My project name is the same thing. I don't really have a band name, even though my music is very like band oriented. Uh, I've been making music 10 years. I've dropped like 250 songs. Um, spent most of my career, no record label, but just signed to a record label. And I'm going to just keep putting out as much music as I can. And that's about the quick summary of it all. Now, what made you want to go from indie to jumping on a record label after all this time? It was like, it was a pretty methodical process. My industry is my song sound. Cause I do have a lot of songs about like being anti record label. That was more so like the beginning of my career. Um, I just really wanted to, if I was going to sign a deal, I wanted it to be one deal. And like, that was it. Like I wasn't going to go jump around from label to label for my career and have to worry about like, who's funding my next project. So I basically just built up my catalog. Um, like I said, dropped like 250 songs until I could live off it and not have a job. And then that's when I was like, okay, this is more of an asset. Now let's bring this in, like shop it around the labels and see who will give me the friendliest deal. And it took three years, like right when uh, COVID hit was when, I was like, I'm ready to kind of get some help and stop putting out music by myself and get like a team behind me. Um, and it took until like August of this year. And I locked that in with this people called Position that a lot of people haven't heard of. Um, they're a new record label and they have really big funding and they are not messing around. Like me and a couple other artists are like their front men kind of experiments. And um, we kind of just, they're like giving us balls to the wall, like do what you need to do, like we'll fund you. We trust you, like keep your same release schedule, like everything you've been doing is working. So I have like full say in everything and it's been super sick. Um, 
and yeah, so it was just like waiting for that perfect partner, and I definitely found them, and I'm super happy about it. I've been hearing a lot. I mean, I've always believed it's best to go independent or small label because, yeah, they can put a lot more effort into some artists rather than having like the big artists and being like, no, they'll they'll give us a little bit of money for the smaller artists, and then everybody's kind of gets lost in the whole shuffle. So that sounds like kind of the perfect way, but I still feel like. There's a lot of artists now that are like, man, fuck this label that we're on. And I'm like, damn, dude, like, I mean, I'm seeing you on tour. I don't know. I'm just trying to. Yeah, it's interesting to me because like one of the other reasons I waited so long was because I wanted to have the leverage to be like, hey, if I'm signing to you, I I still want to run the operation and you just kind of have to give me the money. And And that's the situation I'm in now. But yeah, you do see a lot of bands that like get picked up right when they catch a quick buzz, like one of their songs starts to gain traction and then they'll sign to a label immediately. And I, it could be the right move, but like for most people, especially if it's a major, like all my friends in major label deals are miserable because like you said, they just get like lost in the sauce. Like my buddy was telling me like his album got pushed back six months because Drake was dropping and they needed six months to like work the Drake album and not care about anyone else. You know what I mean? So it's like, I would never sign to a label like that. And so, yeah, it was just more so waiting for like, the ideal scenario where I'm basically just telling my label what to do. And they are very good at like working, like everything that a label does, but I still get to drop music whenever I want. I'm t- I get to pick the songs like of the albums. Like it's just like full creative control. Uh, so highly recommend signing to a label that lets you do that because it is <laughs> definitely sick. Yeah. Don't get that, labels that in the studio. It reminds me of like um, when Red Bull records came out, they were just like, I don't know, but we're here. Here's some money. Go do stuff. Yeah, it's sick. And then and it's like, it's like we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, honestly, Red Bull was on the list of labels I wanted to sign to. We never got into discussion just for that reason where it was like, yeah, they have a lot of money. They're new to music. But, like, if you get someone like me that figured out how to do everything themselves, like, that's a powerful combination. You know what I mean? So that's definitely the ideal scenario that I personally think, obviously, any artist should be going for if they are going to sign a record deal. Oh, yeah. I mean, money, yes, but also just like stay out of the studio, yeah. let the musician do the music, you do all the other stuff. Yeah. And uh, you know, you don't have to worry so much about the the end result because like I'm sure that if you were releasing a bunch of music, you had already had some people that were interested in you, interested in the music that like why would you then go into the studio and say, "No, I think you could do this better." <laughs> Yeah, it's really interesting. One of the biggest issues I ran into when labels first started talking to me, and this was like five or so years ago, when I was just rapping and doing nothing else, like I had a pretty big buzz as a rapper, and I I was like kind of weighing and signing or not, and they basically, and this was when I was kind of messing with mixing genres, and I would go into the rooms, and they'd be like, so what's it going to be? Like, are you leaning more towards rock or like rap? Like, we think you should do this. You should just pick one. And I can't do that because I have like music ADD and I have to constantly like do something new or I'm going to hate it. And it took a long time again to just find the right person that was just like, yeah, just make a good song. And if it's a good song, we're just going to drop it. Like it doesn't have to be a pop punk song. It doesn't have to be a rap song. Like just make a really good song and we're going to put it out. And that's where I'm at. And it's just like, thank God I finally found someone that gets it. (laughs) Yep. Well, especially because now like, we like emo rap pop, you know punk rap whatever it is it's like so popular so i feel like five years ago a lot of those you know bigger label like execs are probably kick themselves in the ass and be like can't believe we just didn't let them do that thing huh uh yeah a lot of people that i run into and it's obviously no hard feelings but if i run into them at events they're just like fuck we should have just let you do the thing you know <laughs> what i mean so it's really funny when that happens of course um you have you have a single out now, a Christmas single. Yeah. It's the season. Uh, this is going to be coming out right after Christmas. But in the same vein, I mean, you're still in the spirit. You're still in the vibes. Of New course. Year's is basically Christmas too. Yeah. Um, Christmas too. <laughs> no gifts, just alcohol, I guess. Um, but it, it's also good because it's not a Christmas song. Right. So that also helps. It's not a Christmas song. Uh, yeah, how did this song come about? How did you uh, uh, make a Christmas song? <laughs> enough i've been friends i'm it's like theoretically i'm a feature on it but we dropped it together so it's our song uh i've been friends with this guy bryce and my old buddy cam who used to be in fx as well and we've just kind of had an open relationship and like been in touch about various tracks collabs tours whatever nothing really worked 
And then he was like, yo, I got this song that I dropped last year, but I dropped it too late. And it didn't really like get sent out to my fans. Cause I don't know if the whole world knows you have to like upload a song, a certain period before it like will get digested into like Spotify and stuff. And he missed the mark. And I guess it kind of just didn't get sent out and his fans didn't hear it. And he was like, I want to give it another shot. Like, would you just be down to just jump on and make like a Christmas kind of thing? And that's not a Christmas thing. And I was like, yeah, why not? Of course. Like, they've been my homies for a minute and, and Bryce is like super prolific. Like he's, I think he's on week 185 of dropping a song every week. Like this dude is literally going, wow. to, yeah, like he's going 200 weeks. And at the same time he's doing that, he has another artist project. He's dropping a song on every week. Uh, so he's just like bang, 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 knocking stuff out. And um, that's the long story short of it. He just kind of hit me up and was like, will you help me just like finish a song? Like I really want to give it, another shot i think your fans will like it our fans have been begging us to collab for like years in my dms his dms like we talk about him so you know we just figured i mean christmas is kind of a dead time in the music industry i wasn't doing much and he was like hey like this is the perfect time i'm not doing much and i was like all right yeah let's just do the thing and we did it and we did it like song like before it came out so it was definitely a squeeze but we made it happen so <laughs> wish i had that work ethic <laughs> It's fun and it's not fun, you know. What I mean, like it gets a little stressful when you're squeezing at that type. But we yeah. made it work. <laughs> but also, like, be like that creative, like week in and week out. But it's like, what are what's come, what's going next? What's the next topic? Or are we all just like having a different variety of some like achy, breaky heart type of song, or like I'm really sad type of song, and then we just mix it up every other week? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Like, it also helps you. I did do that for a little stint where I did, I think I did like six months of weekly drops, like years ago, when this rapper Russ was blowing up, he was just like preaching, that's what you have to do. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. Um, it helps you like not overthink. And like some of my biggest songs to to this date came from just like, having five days to not think and just you have to like knock this out and post it um so in that sense of stuff it's definitely helpful when it comes like if you have a big issue that i think a lot of artists have where they overthink things and they're like super perfectionist about it i see a lot of people like it impact them negatively i guess is what i'm trying to say so it definitely helped me beat that aspect of just like the overthinking for sure you also get more feedback that way and i think that a lot of times people like like you're saying like i don't want anybody to put me in a box and i want to make the music i want to make but then if you're just like i don't know what i'm going to make in you know most people would say like i don't know what the next album's going to sound like in a year two years three years you're like i don't know what my singles are going to sound like in three weeks four weeks yeah. five weeks <laughs> yeah and i think that's like so much better for like the growth of an artist than to sit there and be like i've got these 10 songs and next year I'll write another four, five, six. It's like, you need to do more songs. Yeah, I've always been the dude who's just like nonstop. Like I had some tours fall through that I was on this year that I couldn't, they were just like out of my control. They got canceled last minute. So I was like, I had my first album done that I owe my label. And then I was like, I don't have anything else to do. So I'm going to make another album. And now I like cut 50 songs that, we have to pick from from the second album you know what i mean and it's like so all over the place where we're like what the hell is the sound here <laughs> uh and then it's just like oh there is none like this the best example right now is the new SZA album if you guys listen to her like it's all over the place in like a cohesive way and that's always what i'm going for where it's like yeah it's pulling from different genres but it obviously has to get to a point where it makes sense and it's not just like a complete different thing because then that's where it gets dicey to get like new fans and stuff um so we've just we've just been working around the clock to like blend genres in a way that's not overkill and two polar opposite if that makes sense and it's been super rewarding to be honest like it's really fun to me it's like putting a puzzle together you know uh so it's been pretty fun i won't lie well then you've also um collabed with also at least one friend of the pod loveless and then also hopefully eventually soon to be friends of the pod magnolia park mm -hmm. um and in that mag park video you did it like your own stunts so you're gonna be yeah. a, you're gonna be a stuntman on the side <laughs> is what we're hearing here so supposedly that day funnily enough i flew to atlanta these were like my first big budget videos i was on a, a label now you know what i mean like we were really gonna do the thing and they got the guys from like Black Panther Marvel movies to come run the stunts. And it was really upsetting because 
some of the shots we did the stunts for didn't make it. Like I got thrown through a whole wall and I jumped out of like the second story of a building. Um, and they didn't make the video cut for whatever reason. They just kind of were like, <laughs> Hey, this was too much, but like, thanks. And I was like, ah, but, but supposedly <laughs> I er- er- earned whatever like your white or green belt is for stuntman training. Like they were like technically mm. after today, like you're, level one stuntman or whatever that means whatever level one is um so that was kind of cool i guess i'm technically a stuntman i didn't know there was like like colored belts like in karate for stuntmanship i'm totally botching that i don't know what it is but i just (laughs) they just were like whatever the first entry level of stuntman as you are technically after today so i was like thanks that's pretty sick (laughs) that is pretty that's like a flex yeah people that's like when your teacher's in a lie like, do I get to, like, put that on, like, a Hollywood resume if I ever want to act? Or what's the deal with that? I mean, I'm I would assuming, just, like, yeah. find the old reel and be like, hey, believe me. Look yeah. at what I did. Yeah. Like, did they at least send you the clips they didn't use so you can be like, dude, let me post that on TikTok. Like, Yeah, I do have them, and I probably will. But I was just so blown they didn't make the video because I was, like, hyping it up. I was like, <laughs> yo, you guys aren't ready. Like, I got thrown through this building. <laughs> And then we get the video back. And the video's sick. Like, it's this robot girl shooting laser beams at me. I didn't see any videos like that all year. I really think we were in the lead for, like, the coolest music video of the year. But um, we also burned a fucking building down, dude. Like, it was so illegal when we did that that, like, there was, like, a crew of 20 people that were we that just looked super nervous. And I was like, I didn't tell you guys to do this. Why is everyone so nervous? Like, is this going to come back to like <laughs> screw me over? But uh, we basically burnt, they like built a building down in a parking lot and not, and like no cops came, but everyone was so nervous. So I guess it worked and no one got in trouble. So there's, there's that. You know what? Sometimes it's the best way to do it, to just do it. And then yeah. be like, okay, let's immediately leave. Yeah. Literally. I was like, all right guys, I'm going to go catch my plane. It was good to meet y'all. I'm going to see you later while you put this fire out. <laughs> <laughs> Damn like i don't know that's like it feels like it's low budget stuff but it also sounds like super high budget like we're just gonna go in this place light a fire and then get the hell out and like don't tell anybody yeah this is being recorded but beyond that like you know yeah i guess no they knows. can just no lie and say it's video effects i'm probably the worst person ever because i've made it very clear we burned a building down but you know i mean here's the thing that people can go fact check if, if if it's still there or not so if they're like that wasn't F- like sfx i'm gonna go there to the spot and check it out and be like where's the building yeah oh they they so think that's on them. <laughs> that building does not exist they like there's weird laws i guess in film where you can't do certain things so they definitely covered their tracks uh mm. hopefully they don't see this because i'm definitely blasting them but you know that's life <laughs> no nah, it's not a you know it's fine it's, it was for art and yeah, uh, it was a bit. It was a bit. Yeah, it was yeah. all a bit. It's a parody account, guys. Yep. I have to pretend it's real so I look cool. Yeah. You have to sell it to everyone so they think the music video is real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just want to sure. make everybody sound cool. We want to make everybody sound like it's worth going to check the video out and everything and is so above board Ryan and good. Can can flex on the stuntman and he can just walk on set <laughs> yep. anywhere and be like, I can do that for you. <laughs> 100 <laughs> percent do you uh do you ever watch the it's it's a youtube channel called corridor crew or corridor digital like is I've like their like main what one is it exactly so they do visual effects but they also do a lot of like stunt men they have like stunt people come on and like show them like really crazy things that they've done and they like uh talk about how they did it or if it was vfx or what the vfx did they did and it was and like here's how they made that so the entire time you're describing this, I'm thinking of just like, yeah, I bet like it could have been this. And like, now you just have to say like, no, you know, you should watch this corridor digital channel. Like you'll see how they make like these explosions look really real. But mm. yeah, like, you know, it wasn't really me. There wasn't any real fire. I wasn't in any real danger, but yeah. you know, I had to learn certain <laughs> things, you know, it's fine. Yeah. It was interesting. Like, I feel like I kind of want to be a stuntman after that. <laughs> I don't know. It maybe. Does- feel pretty badass like yeah. watching it i'm like i bet you're just like feeling like this rush like they're showing uh, like teaching a guy how to like jump off a roof and land on like padding yeah there's also like boxes so it was like that's what i had to do it's kind of set up on boxes and stuff yeah it was the boxes yeah. and then it was um this big pad underneath them i guess it like breaks the 
fall on your joints in some sort when the boxes take it, I guess, or something. And yeah, it was, it was mm. definitely super interesting. So it wasn't painful. Cause like, you're, no, it was just you don't fun. have to prove anything here. You know, yeah, I, was yeah. just, I was literally just flinging myself full speed out of a window, two stores up and landing on that. And it was a blast. <laughs> yeah. I also think that is something that is like, very beneficial of living in LA or California anywhere where it's like you can go and do that and learn that and I'm like yeah I don't think there's anywhere we jump off buildings in Chicago <laughs> so much yeah. I mean it, it used to be parkouring and then that just That's, was dangerous yeah base jumping and shit yeah very different yeah you ever see those videos of those dudes that are like on top of like the tallest skyscrapers just doing like handstands on yeah. the ledge I'm just like dog you need to chill with that yeah. Yeah, like no, dude, you're I, I get it's like to give people anxiety and to like flex, but hey, I'm gonna ask you to stop doing that. Yeah. Literally my <laughs> yeah. biggest fear is heights and I'm not cool with any of that for sure. <laughs> and like just the the human like connected experience of looking at a video of that and just being like, Nope, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I realize I'm on my phone in my room right now, but I feel like I am going to fall forever yeah. and everything goes dark and spider-man is coming to save me yeah especially <laughs> when like i take a nightly edible before i go to bed because it helps me sleep and i'll be on tiktok just scrolling and that edible's mm -hmm. hidden and then that shit just pops up and you're like what the hell is this like why you gotta kill my whole vibe with this life-threatening <laughs> video you know what i mean so it's just it's terrible no more wine no more wind down nights anymore yeah, just yeah. Like, absolutely not everything's yeah. ruined and then you have dreams about falling and it's just like, well, now I'm unrested. Yeah, it's like it messes the whole vibe up. It's it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I and look, I'm not blaming Russia for doing all that. But it at the same the Russians, time, though, dude. it's straight up it's only Russians. Russians. It's it's They're only Russians that there. do that. Yeah. yeah, that's just straight up like that is a country that doesn't have a fear of heights or anything else and is like oh, fear, fear yeah. of any, anything nah. period okay yeah it's really Dude. crazy yeah anyway i recommend all children never do that don't including do that. just get on tiktok and look at it yeah don't do that either just just go immediately and be like i don't like this content banned yeah. me, me only <laughs> report all of it always yeah they're like why, why are you reporting um in ruins my <laughs> Vibe. I'm really high. Vibes Please off. make it stop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to know how many reports off. like TikTok and like YouTube get. That is just people being like, <laughs> I am absolutely too blaze. Stop Please this. Please stop right showing now. this content. Yeah. <laughs> like, we'll just ban the page for you. I don't yeah. know. Like, like, hey, my guy, you just block it. Nope. All of it. No. All yeah. of it. Take it down. I'll know it's still there if I block it. It's yeah, like, I need to know. I know yeah. Like, I can't just close my eyes and be like, I'm invisible. Like, it still is there. I know it. I need to get rid of it forever. It's like having someone check, like, underneath your bed in your closet. Like, are you sure there's no monster? And they're like, there's none. I checked. Guaranteed. Same thing. Liars. <laughs> Liars. <laughs> <laughs> We were talking before we started recording about Santa Claus, and now I'm just like, no, there is a Santa Claus. And then you're like, liars. There'll be Santa Claus when um, Brian gets his Christmas present, and one's going to say from me, then the other say from Santa, and be like, dude, I don't know. That's yeah, what I do for my Santa, girlfriend, too. Santa I, wrote, <laughs> I wrote Santa on everything. That's cute. But then, okay, what if you're out? And she's like, oh, man, I got this really great gift. It came from Santa. And you're like, oh, that's my gift. I got that for you. It's like, no, it's Santa. Santa. Dude, she's telling everybody Santa got this yeah, for her. But I got credit. it for her. Damn. <laughs> Santa's stealing all of my credit. <laughs> <laughs> Parents around the country are like, damn, Santa. Damn, Santa. They're going to ban stealing Santa after that. Yeah. Oh, no. We can't okay. have Santa taking your credit. We saw an article taking your credit, taking your girls. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Steal Your Girl in presents. We saw an article that, and I don't, I, I straight up don't believe this is true. I don't believe that anybody cares this much. So I'm more making fun of the idea that anybody would give a shit like this, but that some people are like supposedly angry that parents are still telling their kids about Santa 
and are like i saw that just yeah and i'm like okay this is like four people that are like well why would we lie to our children and it's like i don't know for the whimsy but also you don't have to like okay guys who cares (laughs) yeah i'm one of the good people that's like that's cool if that's what you want to do but like you don't gotta people tend to want to do this thing where if they do it everyone else has to do it you know what i mean like if they don't want to lie and it's just like bro I'm going to see my uh, girlfriend's nephews tomorrow. And it's like, why would I ruin that for them? They're so excited yeah. to see Santa Claus. Like, it's all good. Yeah. I was distraught when I found out Santa wasn't real. And then I was just like, you know, it was fine. So, whatever. Yeah. You just figured it's out your own girl. Yeah. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's it. super fun while last. Oh my God. Putting the cookies out. Like, I remember every night I would try to stay up as late as I could to catch Santa. And right mm-hmm. when I fell asleep, I feel like I would miss him. You know what I mean? Uh, so I, I'm definitely a big uh, let Santa Claus exist guy. Yeah, let kids be whimsical if they want to have whimsy. Yeah. And if you're like, hey, I don't want to do all that shit. I'm a parent. I'm gonna be real. All right, that's fine too. Cool. I think it's, yeah, run it. I think you can, but like I don't. You can, but like, don't ruin it for other kids. Like, don't make your kid be an asshole. Oh my god, like, oh, yeah. The reason know? I found out Santa like... wasn't real was because when I was in like third grade or like some elementary school grade this kid's parents told him and he was telling every like right before christmas he was telling every kid oh, that santa no. wasn't real yeah. it's was just like don't do that that's not fun yeah no that's like that, that's just people being shitty and like Elias, yeah. like my kid doesn't have to believe in santa yeah okay you're not fun just say that yeah teach your kids at least to be fun. fun yeah jesus <laughs> just don't just don't raise dickhead children so that they're just out here like I mean, I had the parents who were at least like, you're going to believe everything everybody says. And I was like, oh. and then they're like, my parents excuse would be like when I asked them, first of all, that kid did grow up to be a complete dickhead. But uh, <laughs> when I told my parents, I was Trance. like, yo, Brian told me his name was Brian. No offense, Brian. Uh, it's fine. Brian's Damn. Brian's ruined for everybody. The worst. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, they were like, yeah, Brian has a really big behavior problem so like santa doesn't come so his parents would have to give him the gifts you know so they would like flip it against him as being like a bad kid that would get yeah. presents um hell yeah they had me going they had me going for a bit but the next year the next year i found out yeah i mean look you're gonna find out eventually i had kids telling me the tooth fairy wasn't real and that made me question everything you know it's like wait yeah and does that mean santa easter bunny is it all a big conspiracy and it's like yeah, but I wasn't like, oh man, I'm telling everybody like I'm I'm the biggest brain kid on the playground. Like, who gives he a shit? Yeah. yeah, that's actually the exact conversation I had with my parents because they only told me Santa wasn't real, and I was like, that means there's no Easter Bunny, no Tooth Fairy. Like, <laughs> oh it's yeah. all a lie. you spiraled. And yeah, they, I I literally spiraled. I was devastated, and they were just like, <laughs> after like 30 minutes of me complaining about it, they were just like, it's not a big deal. And I was like, yeah, you're right, whatever. And that was that. <laughs> At you least they let you the spiral for like yeah. 30 minutes and yeah. they were like, all right, all right, calm down. Like, yeah, I'd have an existential crisis. It was like my first one ever. And then uh, I was all good. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's how you become emo is just like, depending on yeah, what year what you have your first existence. <laughs> yeah. 100%. And de- depending on what the existential crisis is based on. <laughs> and funnily enough, the next year is when I started joining pop punk bands when I was a little, little, little boy. So oh, man. maybe, maybe that was the, uh, the event that caused it. I don't want to say correlation. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, look, if you're listening to this, please let us know what year you joined your first pop punk band yeah. <laughs> and then what happened to you right before that, that led to that inevitable discovery that you were now a sad person. <laughs> that might literally be it. That's crazy. Well, we'll just run a poll for uh, on like the emo social club Twitter. Be like, hey, guys. Yeah. When did you find out Santa wasn't real? And when was the next and time the you joined an emo pop punk anything? <laughs> yeah. Weigh in in the comments. Uh, okay. So I, I want to talk a bit about you're going to play Welcome to Rockville next year, sure which am. is way too many artists yeah. over four days, which I like that. That's a good move because it's we had, out. yeah, we had too many big festivals this year. 
that yeah. were only three days. And I'm like, split it up, move it yeah. out. Well, and then we had when we were young, Fest, which was just one day. Yeah. And that was a it whole, makes it hard on us, too. Because, like, yeah, I had festivals this year where it was the same situation where it was just like a shit show because they were like, oh, there's no time for sound check. Like, and then I'd get on stage and it took 20 minutes to start my set because there was an equipment error on their end. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. uh, I'm definitely very stoked. And I know the people that do Rockville and they're great. So I have no. Uh, no complaints. I'm sure it'll be smooth sailing. Thank God. Yeah, good. Okay, so we're stoked for this one. I I saw the lineup and was like, okay, we're just doing it again in 2023. All the 2022 <laughs> big fest. Yeah. Well, like, and I I like the idea of it. Like, I love the idea that you can have a big fest that has a ton of bands. I remember like it was years ago when I would see all of like the European festivals, and they only have they have like these giant artists come over there because they're only going there once a year. Yeah. Meanwhile, like American artists are going around the U.S. a few times a year. So like they split it up and then you're you end up having to go to more shows. But now this value of having like gigantic bands and a lot of newer artists all on one bill. I'm like, yeah, it has a lot of value there. <laughs> so mm. I'm excited about like splitting it up in more days and like. Obviously, like you said, also the the uh, the backing the the background of it and having everything run well behind the scenes too, um, and and yeah, I was gonna ask you how you got onto it, but you just said you're friends with them, so I guess that is is how you are got onto it. Well, funnily enough, it happened before we were friends. Uh, I honestly hmm. just like when we had signed that deal. The biggest thing was I never really had a booking agent. I was doing it by myself when I was touring, like literally just booking stuff myself. So we spent three or four months, you know, interviewing quote unquote agents and and just kind of figuring out who gets it. And we landed on these people called AGI who do like Papa Roach, Lincoln Park, uh, definitely a good place to sit in with my stuff. And they like literally the day I got AGI, they were like, you down to play Rockville? Like we'll get you on it right now. And I was like, yes. And then at the <laughs> same time I had met uh, this lovely girl named Amanda and she, she's not the owner or runner of it, but she helps a lot with that stuff and um we clicked and she's like one of my girlfriend's best friends now uh so obviously that's great and um yeah everyone there is wonderful so i'm very excited for that yeah i like that because it, it does feel like sometimes like that stuff is very like high level everybody's just like no we just need to make money we don't give a shit about all these artists but it sounds more like no we like some of these people and we just want them to be on our festival yeah, it's very, very much that vibe with DWP for sure, where they're like actively trying to put new artists on and like they really care about that. And that's obviously for people like me, we super appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, like looking at that lineup, because Brian posted it and I said, wow, I really like the undercard a lot. Yeah. Because <laughs> like there's a lot of bands that like I listen to that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's really great because I don't, you know, see them too much on like actual like best lineups i see them on like their smaller tours yeah so it's like really refreshing to see them like start to pop up on there a lot more Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people are starting to realize that like obviously having the legends that are on that festival that are headlining is they'll do fine with just that but a lot of people are are starting to realize you know having people like me and all the other people on the undercard like we can pull our weight it's just not going to be as much as event sevenfold you know what i mean um (laughs) And it's cool to just try new things and like have people like me. And there's a lot of other people on that festival too that just blend stuff and to see how Rockville likes my music. You know what I mean? Because there is the rock element there, but it's also very much rap and pop punk. So it's just like it's kind of just like a big test to see if it's a place it'll fit. And if it doesn't, we try a new festival. You know what I mean? It's all about this next year for me is all about just like plugging in different areas. Like I'm gonna do rap stuff. I'm gonna do rock. Uh, festivals pop punk stuff new metal stuff maybe some metal stuff just kind of see who's vibing with it for me and that's that's literally what my booking agent said they're like we're gonna throw you on random things because you're a random type of guy like you could fit in multiple different genres with what you do so it'll be a year of discovery for me i'm sure there will be a lot of ups and some pretty decent downs i'm not gonna lie so (laughs) it'll be it'll be pretty interesting yeah i was gonna say like there's a lot of there's a lot of movement in music listeners of being like no i want to go to a show where i hear a lot of different genres like i don't want to just sit and hear the same thing over and over again but as i was thinking that my immediate thought was unless you're a metal fan and then i'm like yeah okay like those kids yeah fucking metal like it's crazy (laughs) it's a crazy culture they want nothing else yeah Yeah. (laughs) it like 
you know, all the power to them for, you know, keeping this, this genre alive. And like, I, in the past have been a, a much more of a metal fan. Now I'm just kind of like, no, I don't only want to listen to metal. Like I have to like other things, guys. Like mm. there has to be a way that we can listen like to it's metal. Healthy to yeah. like more than just that. It's yeah. okay. It shows growth. <laughs> yeah. But then, and, and I could see Lizzie being like, yeah, I like the undercard, but then you just got to stop talking shit about tool. Okay. Like we're not talking shit about tool. Yeah. I fucking love tool. They're a fine band. I know you do. Stop talking. I'm I'm old. <laughs> I'm not talking. I don't think I've ever talked shit about Tool. I think I just said, oh, that's an older band. <laughs> yes, that is shit. That's talking shit. <laughs> it's 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 like it's like saying that they are a band that you are not excited about, and then you just you're just you're just hinting at it. You're just right there. Like I feel it. I may be being sensitive about this. <laughs> Oh no, he dropped out. <laughs> he got upset with the tool slam. Damn, he's like, or nah. maybe Brian. It's okay. Hopefully he'll jump back. I know we were having a little bit of problems earlier too with the internet connect. Guys, what what wouldn't it be without a year end wrap up like this for the stream? As a tool slander. We back. Listen, are you Brian, guys you're good? Brought it up. We back. Yeah, we yes, back. Cool. We are good. Right. Hell yeah. Perfect. Figured you just heard me saying I like Tool, and you're like, this is not the right podcast. I don't yeah. think. I think I'm on the wrong. <laughs> he was like, absolutely not. I have to. I can appreciate some love for Tool for sure. I will also add that Maynard James Keenan, the singer of Tool, is playing with oh, no. two bands on that entire weekend. So you know, what's his other band? That that one I'm like Lizzie is going to talk shit about, but the band is called Pussifer and oh i literally i i saw that i think on the flyer yeah uh it's a it is like i think it is one of the most experimental bands i've listened to because of the fact that it is like the weirdest shit that comes out of his brain where he's like i'm gonna do like electronic stuff like nine inch nails type stuff but then i'm also gonna do like some more like normal songwriting and then oh here's my uh country album and I'm like, no, but like old school country, like yeah. uh, Grand Ole Opry country. And I'm like, no, that's not You're what like, I wanted. It's yeah, not what I wanted. That. Yeah. <laughs> I know that um, Hardy, he's like one of the, I think like the second night headliner. And I was like, Hardy, who's that? And then I saw on like one of the country stations around here that they were playing him. So I listened to it. I'm like, how is this band on Welcome to Rockville and like a bunch of other like heavier kind of like metalcore acts and like butt rocky acts listen to it oh i know we all talk about how like butt rock was like oh it's like butt rock and then it's like oh it's kind of like yeehaw sounding this is exactly what it is it blends it <laughs> like full force you're like yep this is yeehaw yep this is like butt rock and it, it just smashes <laughs> it together and that is what it is that is genre blending at its finest too <laughs> So I do think that there is a possibility that 2023 is the year of butt rock. Butt rock. I think yes. I think it could happen. It's like, interesting to me because a lot of weird stuff is blending country right now. And I won't lie. I'm not a country fan at all, so I'm not into it. But it's getting pretty interesting. Like there's some country rap stuff like this dude, jelly roll that's like blowing up that I think yes. is super interesting. Like I like that. That's cool. Um, but a lot of people are doing like weird shit with it and I'm not a fan, but, um, but rock could be, could be the thing next year. I think it's a possibility. I'm just like, I think it's like pretty strong. Cause yeah. people are still in like, all right, I'm getting over emo and pop punk, but like, what's still like that rockiness. Yeah. And it's butt rock. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. It's butt rock. I think, it, yeah, I think it's also like you're saying, like people want to experiment with other other sounds yeah. and other types of genres. And like, it wouldn't be yeah too far to go from like that emo pop punk. Uh, like, it's I also, I also associated with new metal. Like, again, that's just where I grew up was like listening to, you know, System of a Down and Corn yeah, yeah. and shit. And then you're like, all right, like, that's basically the same as a lot of hip hop. Then then that's basically the same as like butt rock when you have fucking Papa Roach and you have 
the the huba stank i'm gonna say the huba stank here you know so you've got like this kind of sound and these different vibes that also like then blend into emo and pop punk and i'm like okay we're getting there everybody's just gonna start blending everything and it's gonna just sound and feel so good (laughs) yeah yeah it's like weird because like i said i don't know what the hell i'm supposed to tell people i make and i think a lot of artists are at the same place that i know that are like some of the newer kids in a buzz where it's like you have to pitch to these playlists on spotify and you have to pick the genre and every time i'm like god damn it what the hell am i supposed to pick like it's not pop punk it's not rock like it's where's the the middle like there's no middle option it's just like super straightforward genre stuff and it's like i'm not trying to do that um so it's going to be interesting to see like five years from now what the genres are called because maybe i'm fucking butt rock i don't know maybe like i've got some <laughs> stuff with people that would probably be in that genre coming that i can't name yet but like who knows maybe that is what i end up doing is butt rock <clears throat> i mean looking at it like i was talking with one of our um program directors uh directors for our country music stations at work and they were so shocked about jelly roll because we don't have like hard rock stations we have alternative rock stations so they're like okay but he's being played on the hard rock radio stations and we're playing him on the country radio stations and everybody loves him and every show that we put on that's sponsored we get all these different people and i feel like more outlets like more radio stations too are going to be way more receptive to be like i don't know what's going on i don't know what the kids want (laughs) yeah but the kids like whatever the hell this mashup is and we're gonna keep going with Mm -hmm. it yeah i wonder if we all just have like adhd now you know what i mean from like no attention span that we just constantly need like something new we get bored or maybe Mm -hmm. that's just me but that's how i feel when i make music like if i make a super hard rock song i'm like i don't want to do that again for couple weeks like let's make a rap song tomorrow let's make some pop punk shit the next day and then when we have the album done let's go in and pick sounds to put on everything to make it sound cohesive you know what i mean uh mm-hmm. so i don't know if that's just me but it feels like most people these days are kind of slowly gravitating towards that yeah i think so i think it, like for me growing up it was like i'm gonna buy an album and i want that album like three songs and maybe the whole record sounds good maybe i like everything on it but I'm buying a record. I'm spending my hard-earned $16.99 on that record. <laughs> and if I don't like it, I too bad. Like, if you only like one or two songs, too bad. And having every song ever at your fingertips and just putting it on a bunch of playlists with all the other songs you also like and then listening to that on shuffle or on repeat, it's like our brains are just, like, retuning to, like, I don't need to like one thing. I can like everything. Yeah. And now I can just get into everything. And then I'm going to go make music. And I'm going to make music from everything that I came up with. And so I think it's just like it has worked out really well. Like personally, I think that that's a beautiful thing that happened rather yeah. than like, you know, kind of kind of the the melding of everything rather than like the kind of separating out of everything. Like mm-hmm. personally, I think it's great. Yeah, I'm a big fan, obviously, and I'm very biased. But I think labels are slowly catching on now too. just like. Cause even right before COVID they were all weird to me and like all my friends that were trying to do this where they were like, you need to pick, like we can do big things for you in this genre and the other genre. But if you're doing the both of them, we don't know what we're supposed to do. I think they finally are just like, fuck it. Like just make music and we'll figure (laughs) out what to do with it. If we can do anything with it, just like do whatever you want. And it's very cool. Is it now just, all right, do whatever you want, but put it on TikTok. (laughs) Literally. Like, I mean, yeah. Like when I, was dabbling with like the pop punk stuff more so and no rap at all. There was a point where I quit rap completely and was convinced I was never going to rap again. And then TikTok was like, bro, and I got a new manager and they, everyone was just like pushing me to start rapping again. And once I did, the trajectory of everything just went like up. So, I mean, people hate on TikTok. I was one of those people that was like, I don't need TikTok. I'm a musician. Like, I don't need to be making content. And then at the top of this year, I'd seen so many people blow up. I was like, I'm just going to try for a month just like to make TikToks. And if I don't like it, I'm not going to pressure myself. And then like the fifth day I went mega viral with one of my songs. And then I was like, well, I love TikTok. That is that. And <laughs> I have never looked back. I do. I'm on a break now. Cause it's like the end of the year, but once 2023 hits, I got content to post every day uh, mm-hmm. up until May, my album release. So like, I'm, I'm fucking ready. I hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's a double-edged sword man like it, yeah it, like i have a mental breakdown like once a week when i'm trying to do that shit and make the content you know what i mean because like because the industry people again are just like bro you just need to post three times a day like you don't need to 
overthinking. It's like, no, you literally have to overthink it and figure out. Yeah, you have to strategize. Yeah, yeah like yeah. you can't just post BS. You can, and it'll work maybe once out of a hundred times. But like, mm-hmm. there has to be some sort of strategy or humor or like wittiness or something that'll catch people's attention. Uh, so it really is just another thing for artists to stress over, which I'm not a fan of. But God, dude, like one year of me taking TikTok seriously, I went from zero to 130,000 followers. Like it's literally the reason I could get Rockville. Like we have that momentum on TikTok. You know what I mean? Um, it's so, so effective when pitching like collabs. I've, I, I wish I could say who I have songs coming out with because it is insane that I even am on these songs. It's literally because because I have a social media presence. But yeah, so it's like, it's annoying that it's another thing we have to stress about because it's all the, it's it's pretty stressful being a musician, like being on the road, having to make albums, you have stuff you have to do. But man, if you can figure out how to do it, it's like the most powerful tool of all time. And I personally think if you're going into next year, not planning on doing content, like you are probably going to get left behind. And that sounds like a mean thing to say. I'm not trying to be mean, but it's just like, dude, there are kids that, we'll do it. Like I'm willing to do it. Why would you not be willing to do it? It's like a competitive thing, you know? So it's, it's definitely pretty interesting now. I guess where I land on it, like, yes, you're right. And everybody should do it, but also uh, I'm tired and I'm old and I don't understand how to work yeah. in such I mean, a short Brian form loves, thing. Brian likes tool. That should be, I out. need, I need, yeah. why is the song not nine minutes? Make the song nine minutes, guys. You have it's so much more to say. Two minutes or full set nine minutes. Brian wants nothing in between. Yeah, I feel that. I know you got two more time signatures in you. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, got to switch up the key, the time signature, everything. If you're not hitting the Fibonacci sequence one time during the song, come on. Jesus Christ, Brian. <laughs> no, I, I think for me, it's like I have always thought in long form content like that. And that's what I'm also yeah. like with me and Lizzie. I'm just like, hey, if you want to handle TikTok and do short form content, I think that would be a great place for you to focus. And I'll focus on the long form content because that's how my brain works. And if I had to shorten it down to just be like, like to me, it's like the idea of posting a, a, a joke tweet and being like, I just got to hit just like a really good joke in 120 characters. And damn, that shit's going to pop. Yeah. And then I spend the next 20 years of my life never getting there. <laughs> <laughs> it's brutal, dude. Like, I feel like low key too. When you first start making TikToks, they'll blow one of yours up to get you like super hooked. And then you chase it. And that's what I was doing. Like, like the first one I had blow up did like 2 million views in a day. And I went from like zero to 60,000 followers overnight. And my song went straight to a million streams. and It was super sick. And I was like, this is the shit. Like, let's do this. Let's go hard on this. And I've never gotten anywhere near that. I've gotten like maybe a couple hundred thousand on a few, but like, it really is just playing Russian roulette. And that's the most stressful part. Like if you do Instagram now, it's a little more consistent because they're trying desperately to compete with TikTok. So they like mm-hmm. maybe are giving you more wiggle room there, but yeah, that's the part that sucks is like, you could put all your effort into one thing and get like, I have 130,000 followers. I might get like a thousand views on it. And then you post some dumb shit that took 10 seconds and it rips, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's brutal. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. <clears throat> Mentally exhausting. I, I think yeah. that, that's I, what happened with us. We had a couple go like a little yeah. bit viral, bumped us, and then we could never replicate it. And yeah. we were just like, well, we don't know what else to do. Like, here's podcast clips. Here's us doing trends. And I'm like, I don't know, Bestie anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like there's nothing you can do. They, it's so randomized and weird on that app that like it's infuriating when you get nothing pushed you know what i mean like there's sometimes where i'll go weeks and just nothing gets seen and you're just like why am i doing this and right before i quit they blast someone and you're like that's why i do this you know it's just mm-hmm. like it's mind games dude it's wild i think like so one of the things i would recommend musicians do it for is the fact that like you actually can have your sound on there so mm-hmm. um like one of the friends of the pod Instagram. uh we also have friends of the pod uh action adventure they did like one minute songs, so they do like shorter songs so that it's like, hey, here's your sound. Here's like something you can do that is straight up for TikTok that gets you within everybody's algorithms and they're using it and other people are hearing it and they're going, where's that from? And I'm like, well, yeah, you're a musician. That should be like part of it. And I like I can't write a minute song either. I can't even write a three minute song. 
but nine minutes, <laughs> I got Say you. Less, yeah. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Brian, yeah, Brian's ready to go. We'll trim it into <laughs> nine, nine individual TikToks. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just like playing your strengths because it also now is like so massive that no matter what niche you're in, there will be people that like that niche or there will yeah. be people who like see it and go, oh, that's like really interesting to me. I'm going to go check that out. And it like gets them to, to go down that rabbit hole. TikTok hole? TikTok hole. TikTok hole, for sure. Yeah. Is that what it's... It, okay, you go down a YouTube hole. Is it a TikTok yeah. hole? Is it the same thing? I guess it's just, so, you yeah. just keep scrolling. Yeah, I guess. Like, the infinite scroll is really what it is. Yeah. yeah. I've been on a YouTube hole in a while. Oh, no. I found a lot of bands through YouTube holes, okay? Like, you just, like... And I'm assuming it's the same on TikTok. I don't know because I get really, like... I get so angry about like feeling ADHD on it that I'm just like, no, I'm out. Um, But like YouTube, I can be like, oh, let me check out this band. And then it like sends me down a a route of like your other bands you might like if you like this. And then I end up finding a bunch of artists I really like. So Mm -hmm. that that part of it is like the definite edge of like make content because you're going to get into other people's scrolls like that. Yeah, I will say, like, I probably posted, which is disgusting, like 200 TikToks this year. And I posted so many that, like, I'm taking a break now, but I still open up my TikTok and I get, like, hundreds of likes a day because it's still pushing out the old stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, a, a pro, I guess. But, you know, posting 200 TikToks is definitely not ideal. It's pretty uh, pretty <laughs> painful, <Yeah>. actually. <laughs> not recommended for everyone. Not Anyone that wants for to be sane, yeah, I would not recommend. <laughs> shit don't be a content creator also definitely be a content creator yeah yeah it's, a, it's either you're in it or you're in some other <laughs> other work industry whatever else exists out there i don't know yeah anymore. do nothing maybe anymore. you do math maybe you know how to do math go do math as oh like you think math people don't have to be on fucking uh, reels and shit if you, you think you think you think math people are like oh i don't have to talk about this to anybody on the internet <laughs> There's definitely dude, some dude with the quadratic you. formula up, whatever that is. That's just something I remember uh, that's giving you the tutorial for sure on YouTube, yeah. TikTok. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm saying that's like legitimately there's every niche on everything on the Internet. Yeah, it's crazy. Beautiful. I hope Elon Musk doesn't ruin it. <laughs> the Internet. So, <laughs> I was about to say uh, over on Twitter, at least, though, until the downfall happens of it. We saw that John Cena followed you. <laughs> Yeah, I was really hyped on that too <laughs> until I realized he followed like a half million people. But um, I was hoping I posted a tweet. I was like one like and I boxed this dude and I was hoping he'd see it and it was just like a screenshot of him. But uh he never saw <laughs> it and I was really sad. But it's still cool, I guess. I feel like there's just some social media dude following people for him, but you know, I do have John Cena following me so I can pretend. I mean, you can always share that, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can always flex on people, so Yeah, it's definitely a fun fact to share, you know. Considering how he's like, you don't see me. It's like, dude, literally, we all see you now. You're following you really all of us, me, dude. Yeah, you're seeing me apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm like immediately thinking of the memes. Um, we had a few minutes left, and uh, before we like kind of wrap up the interview part here, the recording part here, and we maybe chat with a little bit of uh, the Twitch audience that's hanging out with us for our our final Christmas year end episode on, on Twitch over here. Um, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you all the new stuff. And uh, 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 I would say buy tickets to Rockville, but I'm like, dude, I think that's like selling itself, you know? Yeah. But, that thing's uh, going to sell itself. Um, yeah. So Ryan Oaks, you can just Google me. Once you Googled me way back when a magician would pop up and he was like my arch nemesis, but he has been replaced okay, by me. Yeah. That guy came up on Twitter and I was like, who are we talking oh. to? <laughs> he was like my enemy because I was like, bro, give me the Ryan Oak social media handles. Like, I'm going to pass you in relevance. And he never believed me. And now when you Google Ryan Oaks, I pop up. Fuck you, Ryan Oaks, magician guy. <laughs> Made uh, himself disappear. Ryan Oaks versus tweeted? Ryan Oaks. <laughs> yeah, I used to tweet him and be like, dude, it would be hilarious if like I toured and you opened with magic. Like that shit would just be funny as hell. And we should just do that to be funny. And he was never down to do anything cool. So he's my enemy. Uh, 
yeah so if you just google me it'll pop up you can stream me literally anywhere that's a streaming platform i'm there anywhere literally possible on the planet so you can just definitely search me and i'll pop up use you in the uh the tiktok sounds and the instagram reels and, and oh yeah make content make ryan oaks content you know yeah please blow make me a up make a tiktok <laughs> video of you doing magic to the ryan oaks music well, funnily enough, funnily enough, like how crazy would this have been? I was definitely like when I was in like middle school and was convinced I was going to be a magician. So what if we both were like these magicians named Ryan Oaks? That shit would be unbelievable. Yep. Oh my god, dude. Okay, what if it was like a parent trap situation where That's the Ryan Oaks like, switches? Yeah, and we both were just like famous magicians named Ryan Oaks, and no one knew who was yep. who. That would be insane. Oh my god. <laughs> Guys, that's the next like Netflix originals yeah. movie yeah. series. No, it's gonna be Ryan Oaks versus Ryan Oaks. I'm gonna hunt that dude down and make him go on tour <laughs> with me and do magic tricks. And I I want him to make me disappear when my set's over, and that would be super sick. I think that'd be pretty sick. And then but then you come yeah. back for an encore out of nowhere and you're like, Yo. Yeah, like wouldn't that be sick if I had a magician running my shit and like my guitars would just vanish up points and like all that? That'd be super cool. I just really think you. We should clip this, and you should just send this to him unprompted, and be like, "This is my proposal to you." Yeah, is it? Am I relevant enough to make this a thing yet? Like, let's do it. Yeah, it's also it, it just like, come on, man, be a cool magician, you know? Like, yeah, just like be down to do dumb shit like that. People would literally come see yeah. that if they found out like, Ryan Oaks was touring with a magician named Ryan Oaks. That's gonna sell. <laughs> like, that is going yeah. to sell. People want to know what's up. I mean, here's the thing. Bring magicians back into the forefront of entertainment. Be like, guys, you're going to make it cool again. Yeah, like, let's make magic cool. It. Let's do it. Yeah, come on, Chris Angel. I'm going to throw my own festival of rock and magic. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> when I get my first Look. hit and I get all my big big man money and all that nonsense, I'm just going to use it all <laughs> on my festival that does magic and rock music. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shit rules. Like that shit. <laughs> uh, you did tweet this year that you that next year you're gonna be doing your own headliner, or at yeah. least it, it is that like and and you don't have to leak anything if that's like not set in stone yet or if it's just a goal. But it, it's like 2023. I'm doing a headliner. You know, are we seeing magic there? In theory, it would be on the way to Rockville. So like. It's actually, it's like, I think it's like 22 shows, but um, it's not set in stone in the sense that, say, a bigger band is going to tour on their way to Rockville and they want me to be on that tour. I'd probably take that over the headline just because it's been a while since I've even toured with, like I said, that bad tour like last year, just it kind of screwed me. But um, worst case scenario, which isn't even a bad scenario, I'll headline and I'm very excited because I've never done that and it'll be cool. The last time I, I did a co-headliner was in 2019. And I'm about five times bigger than I was back then. So, you know, I'm definitely excited to get out there and see the growth of just like, I'm pulling the weight, who's coming to see me and stuff like that. I think it's going to be a super cool thing if it does happen. Well, I think it should. And I think... I do too. Uh, I'm like stoked. Yeah, I was about to say, that'd be <laughs> sick to do. Just yeah. to see who turns out. Yeah. Also, just like shove it in the Ryan Oaks face, you know? Yeah. Be like, be hey, like, hey, magic? Nah. Every dude. night, DM him. Be like, hey, I'm sold out. Are you? Yeah, there was 200 people here you could have been doing tricks in front of, but you didn't. <laughs> Look at you now. Like, uh, why would you? Nessa fumbled the bag. Yeah. Ryan Oaks, parentheses, magic is definitely not about making content on the internet. No, and I don't that know is what he's why. Doing. He... Just he was on TV showing up for something. Bag. He did something on TV, and I was like, "All right, I gotta step it up a little bit." Fine, let's get let's get Ryan Oaks parentheses let's music see. on TV, and yeah. we'll make this <laughs> this happen. Yep. Uh, and then you know, fuck fuck Ryan Oaks parentheses yeah, uh, magic. Dare he? <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to think parentheses and say yeah. it out loud. <laughs> let's see. It's hard to do. It's really rough. Um. All right, well, we're going to go and move over to our audience over on Twitch uh, and hang out there for a little bit, answer some more questions. Um, but if you're listening to this, you know, make sure that you're you're following Ryan uh, music. God, see, it's like my brain can't process the, the spelling and the writing and the talking. Yeah. Um, go follow Ryan Oaks parentheses music on all of the platforms and uh, and make sure you stream all the songs and go see him on tour 
And I mean, we might be at Rockville. I don't know yet. I haven't made these kinds of plans. So I was about to say, we're going to discuss. We got to discuss May this with all these, with all these. I music know festivals. we want to go. We're just like figuring out our schedules because it's December of 22. And right. I don't know what I'm doing in, in January. So let alone May. But uh, if we're there, we love to, uh, you know, link up and say, hey, and check your set out and all that. So. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, I think my headline tour, if that happens, is in Chicago too. So we could we could do oh, stuff sick. there too. Oh. We'll just follow you down to Florida then. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> just take a van right behind the, you. The the van or whatever I take, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bestie hangs all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> well, sick. Uh, well, thank you, Ryan, for being on the podcast, and uh, yeah, we'll 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 see you again again soon, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. It was a blast. Thank you for checking out this episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. Five stars for the end of the year. That's five it. stars for 2022. Drop them. Drop them five stars. Don't start off 2023 with all the stars in your pocket. Yeah, you Give have us to share few. them. Five. Don't, don't hog them like you're in Mario Party because that's kind of Yeah, weird. I mean, well, Mario Party, I guess that is kind of the I goal. I mean, yeah, but like, don't be that way. Like, Share the wealth. In Mario Party, you are a capitalist. Here so, <laughs> in the Emo Social Club podcast, you share your stars. It is the opposite of Mario Party. I don't like us saying that, though. I don't I don't agree with that. We are just different than Mario Party. We are different than Mario Party. <laughs> Mario Party rules. Like, I know I'm not it does. Fucking... And Mario Party, like, fucks, okay? Like, that's yeah, I'm it. not going to shade yeah. Mario Party at the end of my podcast, you know? We will return. <laughs> in the new year. In the new year, in 2023. Thank you for checking out this episode. We'll be back next week, next Tuesday, with another episode. Start off 2023 the right way. And from all of us here at Emo Social Club, I'm Brian. And I'm Lizzie. We love you. Bye. <laughs> when you're editing this, can you add jingle bells in here? Love the retake. One more time? <laughs> <laughs> it's because I said tools for our dads. No, no, it's because I said Monday and not Tuesday. And also, well, be, yeah, descent, because you have bad descent. takes about music. I don't. I just think it's you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Before we turn off the recording, I'm going to explain the Fibonacci sequence. <laughs> <laughs>